This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, after a contentious weekend in the U.S. House, Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers is now telling media outlets that he will not be part of the House Steering and Policy Committee. Rogers will remain as the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, in which he will continue to work with Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Rogers and Gates had a bit of a tiff on the House floor as Republicans moved into their 15th round of voting for House Speaker. Gates has since gone on to Fox News to say that he and Rogers have patched it up and will be working well together on the Armed Services Committee. Rogers' congressional staff have not indicated why the congressman is stepping down from this particular steering committee. Politico is reporting that Rogers wants to focus on his role as chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Other colleagues in the House are surprised at the move made by Rogers and did not call for him to step away following the weekend events. This week, Governor Ivey has issued an executive order to change the standards on who gets good time credits within the state prison system. Ivey says the two major components of this executive order are designed to delineate how inmates can lose good time credits and how prison officials can proceed forward when an inmate escapes and is recaptured. Ivy says the order gives the Alabama Department of Corrections better tools for dealing with recaptured inmates by designating a statewide standard for classifying violations rather than leaving it up to the judgment of individual prison officials. There are four ways an inmate's behavior can be classified. Severe, high, medium, or low, depending on the level of violence that's exhibited, this will determine how much good time is accrued or not. The Alabama Republican Party has decided to revoke good time credits for RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. The ALGOP's steering committee voted on a no-confidence vote against McDaniels as she seeks to continue leading the national party. The ALGOP says that the Republican Party needs to stand strong for the principles that made this country great and that the RNC leadership needs a new vision for future elections. The vote by the steering committee resulted in a decision to not support McDaniel for re-election, rather to encourage all RNC members to vote for new leadership at the RNC winter meeting. Republican state leadership in Texas and Florida are also introducing a similar measure against McDaniels. An 11-person indictment coming from the U.S. Attorney of the Middle District of Alabama involves a multi-million dollar illegal sports gambling ring as well as tax evasion and money laundering. Six of the 11 people who were indicted are from Alabama and the Birmingham area. Four of those Alabamians are accused of running the operation for the past three years. The organization is referred to as Red 44 by federal prosecutors. Red 44 is a website that had an offshore server in Costa Rica where sports bets could be placed. Any winnings were not delivered through the online platform, but instead through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, virtual currency, and other methods. Construction will begin on a new facility for Cooper Green Mercy Healthcare in Birmingham. The new facility will replace an old and outdated facility that was built in 1972. It will also include dental care, rehab services, behavioral health, and pain management to those who are in need within the community and surrounding area. Patients are still going to be seen and served in the old facility until construction is completed, which will be around 2025. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, there are now reports out that classified documents belonging to Joe Biden when he was vice president under Barack Obama have now been found at the Penn-Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. 
U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has already weighed in on the situation by assigning a U.S. attorney to review the 10 documents that were found. CBS News is also reporting that the FBI are involved in this inquiry. The documents were found by attorneys for Joe Biden just before the midterm elections. The attorneys were packing up files in that facility in order to vacate an office. The classified papers were in a folder among other unclassified papers, and they included top secret labeling with sensitive compartmented information. Biden used that office from the middle of 2017 until the start of his 2020 presidential campaign. The White House Counsel's Office notified the National Archives of this discovery on November 2nd of 2022. When it comes to the Biden administration, gas stoves are now the latest attempt on reducing pollution. According to Bloomberg News, the Consumer Product Safety Commission is looking to regulate or potentially eliminate gas-burning stoves. 35% of U.S. households use a gas-burning stove and are being blamed, along with secondhand smoke, as the primary cause for asthma among young children. This is a result of a published study in December of 2022 by the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, as well as a January 2022 study by the American Chemical Society, the CPSC may make a move to stop manufacturing of these stoves or them being imported for sale, or the CPSC could introduce more restrictive regulation on gas emissions in the manufacturing of the stove. CPSC Commissioner Richard Trumka Jr. called gas-burning stoves a hidden hazard. Former President Donald Trump is congratulating Kevin McCarthy of California for winning the House speakership within the Republican Party this past weekend. Trump also suggested on that Truth Social post that McCarthy and Trump work together to defeat Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and he did it in all caps. Trump called Mitch McConnell a broken old crow and referred to McConnell's wife Elaine Chow as McConnell's China flagrant boss Coco Chow. Elaine Chow comes from a family that owns a massive shipping and cargo business that deals directly with the Chinese Communist government. Trump went on to excoriate McConnell and those who backed McConnell in the Senate for not holding out on the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill by waiting for House Republicans to take control and stop the continued government spending. Trump ended his truth social by essentially screaming in all caps and exclamation points, primary them all and make America great again. Another round of the Twitter files have been handed over to journalist Alex Berenson, who only recently returned to Twitter after being banned from that platform during COVID for the data he posted and the opposition he wrote to the COVID mRNA vaccine. Now Berenson is writing about what these internal Twitter documents reveal regarding Dr. Scott Gottlieb of Pfizer, who sought to keep tweets from hurting the sales of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Gottlieb was able to get accounts suspended that touted natural immunity from the COVID-19 virus and any calls for exempting people from the vaccine mandate who have acquired natural immunity. In particular, Gottlieb was able to get Twitter and its strategic response team to censor a fellow physician who he had worked with at the Food and Drug Administration when Gottlieb was there as director. Dr. Brett Gerrard was standing up for those with natural immunity who wanted to decline the vaccine. Gottlieb called Gerrard's posting corrosive, did not want it to go viral. Keep in mind the lateral move that was made by Gottlieb in this industry. First, he was with the FDA, then joined the Pfizer Executive Board as well as the Regulatory Compliance Committee. In 2021, Pfizer made $40 billion with the COVID vaccine. A former female soccer player for Virginia Tech is awarded a $100,000 settlement after she was benched from playing for not taking a knee in support of Black Lives Matter. Kirsten Henning filed the lawsuit against the school, as well as coach Charles Adair. 
She says her First Amendment rights were violated. The school settlement with Henning does not make any public admission of wrongdoing on the part of the school or the coach. Back in 2020, Henning refused to be part of a team unity statement that would kneel during the national anthem at the height of the Black Lives Matter protests. Well, there's a lot going on in the country of Brazil right now. Former President Jair Bolsonaro is currently in the state of Florida and on Monday had to be hospitalized with severe abdominal pain. Bolsonaro apparently came to the U.S. at the start of 2023 to stay at the home of Brazilian UFC fighter Jose Aldo. Orlando citizens have gone so far as to post videos of Bolsonaro as he strolls up and down the aisles of a Publix grocery store. In the capital city of Brasilia, the military has now arrested over a 1,000 protesters who have camped out in that area in protest of the recent presidential election and inauguration that placed Luis Lula da Silva in as president, despite the massive ongoing outcry of election fraud from Brazilians for the past three or four months, including massive crowds coming out on a regular basis. Bolsonaro decried any violence or vandalism that's being made at these public buildings where the protesters are staying, but he also defended their right to be there as peaceful and law-abiding demonstrations of democracy. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss the Alabama Unfiltered podcast where they ask the question, why did Christian pastors push the COVID narrative? Fauci and Collins used the church and used pastors to get out information about COVID to their congregation. And those messages Mm. were built on lies. Mm -hmm. My deeper question is, if we know what Francis Collins was really about, would we have listened to anything he said? We know him as the Human Genome Project guy. That's what he's renowned for. But how about this? He defended experimentation on fetuses obtained by abortion. Mm-hmm. He directed record-level spending toward it. Among the NIH priorities that funded under Collins, a University of Pittsburgh experiment that involved grafting infant scalps onto rats, as well as projects that relied on the harvested organs of aborted full-term babies Some doctors have even charged Collins with giving money to research that required extracting kidneys, ureters, and bladders from living infants. And so, pastors, I want to know what in God's name were you listening to him for? Wow. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 